Today's episode is a little shorty Instagram live that I did all about receiving an unexpected diagnosis. Maybe when you go to your prenatal appointment or your 20-week scan, and I'm just going to give you some little pointers, and then we're going to dive a little bit deeper into gestational diabetes and preeclampsia. So join me as we chat about these topics. So we're going to talk about what happens if you go to your doctors and you get like unexpected diagnosis or unexpected news. And that can be anything from something smaller to something really big like preeclampsia or gestational diabetes or gestational hypertension. So I wanted to talk about just anything in general, like if you get any kind of unexpected news. And I hear this a lot with my girls in the birth classes and in our membership So if they go maybe to their 20-week ultrasound, to the big scan, and they just find out something just a little different than what they were expected to hear, what they were expecting to hear, and they just feel like a letdown or they just feel something. And so I just want you guys to remember to walk through some steps. So we're going to talk about just a little bit of a plan of action in case you hear news that you didn't want to hear, from smaller news to bigger news. So the first thing I would always say is no matter what you hear, to make sure that you do your own research, whatever it is. You're going to want to research it. You're going to want to get in. Now, you don't want to do Wikipedia research. Now, do you? But do research. More than likely, if you get a diagnosis like GDM or preeclampsia, or you have something else going on, you're going to be referred to what we call an MFM or a maternal fetal medicine provider. A lot of you guys, like me, I was older and pregnant with Grayson, so I had to go to an MFM, which just means you're going to go to more doctor's appointments during your pregnancy. Fun, fun, fun. Lots and lots of doctor's appointments. Okay, so If you get an unexpected diagnosis or news, you're going to do research on your own. You're going to do your own research. You're also, I always recommend if you have something going on, especially something bigger going on during your pregnancy, maybe you got an unexpected diagnosis with the baby. Something's going on with the baby. Maybe baby's going to have to have surgery after delivery. Maybe baby's got something going on with their heart or their kidneys or something I'm a big fan of therapy. Talk it out. Work it out during pregnancy. So therapy is another recommendation. Ask a lot of questions. You are paying your provider. Ask them questions. Do not leave that room until you feel like your questions have been answered. I know a lot of times from my girls when I'm talking to my students, A lot of them feel like they're dumbfounded when they've been told certain news. And then they sit there, they don't get any questions asked, and then they leave and they feel like, oh my gosh, why didn't I ask this, that, or the other? So one of the things that you can do is when you're laying in bed, keep a piece of paper next to you, write down your questions, and then take it with you to your appointment. 
Otherwise, when you're sitting in your appointment, make sure that you ask everything you want to ask. Get all those questions out. Do not let them leave the room until you feel that you've asked what you want to ask. The other thing that I would say is talk to your family members. So a lot of my mamas who have preeclampsia, you might be on bed rest. Or you might have been told that you have to decrease your stress. Very difficult to do. Ask for help. You may have other children. Let your family come alongside you and help you. So I would 100% say ask for help. And then the other thing that I would want to say, and this goes for even my moms who get diagnosed with GBS, like you find out you're GBS positive. A lot of times when we find out that something else is going on that we didn't expect, we feel like the birth that we envisioned is not possible anymore, but it 100% is. So even if you find out you you have preeclampsia or gestational diabetes or GBS positive or cholestasis or whatever it is, gestational hypertension, whatever it is that there is a loop in your your vision of your birth, I want you to remember that you still can create a beautiful birth. So I don't want you to think that you can't have a beautiful birth. So the two things that I wanted to talk about just a little bit that we're going to break down a little further today, and then I'll take some questions because I don't have a ton of time today. But the two things we're going to talk about, because these are the two that I hear the most inside of my membership, is gestational diabetes and preeclampsia. I'm going to start with gestational diabetes because I'd say there's a lot of mamas who get diagnosed with gestational diabetes. So I'm going to talk to you guys how I do to my girls inside my membership. So the number one thing that I want to say to you, because I know when you're looking at that testing, so the testing is between 24 to 28 weeks. You're going to be tested. And I know a lot of you guys get really freaked out because you're like, oh, my God, I'm having the test. What if I am? I don't I don't want to know. But here's the thing. There's power in knowing because either you are gestational diabetic or you're not and you need to know. So there's power in knowing. The other thing I want to tell you is that you did nothing wrong. So if you are gestational diabetic, take that thing out of you that's telling you that you did something wrong because you didn't. I know mamas who are like 100% like super duper healthy that have gestational diabetes. And then I have no, I know moms that are like me that ate crap during pregnancy that didn't get gestational diabetes. So I just want you to know that you did nothing wrong if you end up with gestational diabetes. So if you've been like telling yourself that you failed or your body failed you, take that and get rid of it. That's a limiting belief. With gestational diabetes, there's power in knowing if you have it because you need to change the way you're eating because controlled gestational diabetes makes all the difference in the world as far as the negative outcomes. Because it, if you can control your diabetes during pregnancy, 
then you're just like everyone else, right? Because what happens with gestational diabetes is that your body cannot process the sugar in your blood. And we get the sugar from the sugars and the carbohydrates and the starches that we eat. So if you're not processing it, it's going to spill into your bloodstream and into your urines. It's really something we have to be really on top of. So if you get diagnosed, and you all know we do the testing, you got to drink that nasty drink. There are alternatives, but we're not going to go over that right now. There's some great alternatives, and we've got a lot of information on that in the content here on Instagram and on the blog that you can look at. Got to take another drink because this voice is going away, which is why I'm cutting this a little short today. Okay, so if you if you are diagnosed, number one, they also don't know what causes it. Strange, right? They have no idea what causes it. There's some theories, but they really don't 100% know what causes it. So if you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, there's a couple things you should do. Number one, you should see a nutritionist. So if your office does not offer that, you need to push for it. You should be meeting with a nutritionist. They should be offering that. That should be available to you. If you don't know who Ryan is, the prenatal nutritionist, I love her and I can link to her when I get off of here. You don't want to miss your doctor's appointments because you want to stay on top of it. More than likely, you're going to be checking your blood sugars at home. So if that freaks you out a little bit, by the end of this pregnancy, you're not going to be freaked out by that. You'll be used to it. You're going to want to eat healthy, which we should all be doing really, especially while we're pregnant. You're going to want to be getting some daily movement, some exercise, staying on top of hydration, which all of you who are pregnant should be doing that anyway. You're going to want to, if you are being, if you're diet controlled, that's what you need to be doing. And that's our goal. We want to keep you diet controlled. If you have to add in some medications, that's a little bit different. So if you do, you want to stay on top of those medications. Now, from my students and my members, what I found is that the, sugar, the blood sugar that they have the hardest controlling is that fasting at night. What they have found is if they add in a high protein, like a protein shake or a protein bar right before bed, that seems to help it. But we have a nice conversation going inside my membership on this because figuring that out can make all the difference in the world. So really just keeping a food diary, meeting with that nutritionist, watching what you're eating, just being as healthy as possible. Now, that being said, the next thing I want to talk about if you are GDM is do you have to be induced? So we have this conversation all the time inside of Calm Mama Society, my membership, because I 100% believe that if you are diet controlled and your blood sugars are not out of control, then, and you're having no other issues, you do not need to be induced because you are no different than the rest of us. So if your provider is saying, because you are GDM, that you need to be induced at 39 weeks, I would fight that if you are diet controlled, if your numbers are good, if baby's looking good, I would fight it. That is all I'm going to say right there. If you want to DM me, we can chat about that. If you're coming to Fearless Birth Experience, we can chat about that as well. 
Okay, so if you are on insulin, if you have anything else going on, then you really need to have a conversation with your provider because you might be a good candidate for an induction because that would become more of a medical reason. Okay, so now let's talk about preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is a little scarier, okay, because it can lead to some really scary situations. So if you were diagnosed with preeclampsia, it's going to really depend on when you're diagnosed. So the earlier in pregnancy that you're diagnosed, the kind of more scary it is. So if you're diagnosed earlier and it's mild, then the goal is to keep it mild. So you might be put on bed rest. So signs of preeclampsia in pregnant women are blood pressure that's creeping up. Now, there are different parameters, so I don't exactly want to say what they are, but they it used to be like if it's over 140 over 90. But now that's ridiculous because like for me, my blood pressure, even pregnant, is 80 over 60. So 140 over 90, I would be stroking out. So for me, that would be really high. So it really depends on your normal pregnancy blood pressure because to get to 140 over 90 mine would have to be really creeping up so you're what they're they're saying is that it's going to your diastolic which is the top number is going to be creeping up and or your systolic sorry is the top number is going to be creeping up and i think i think they say by 30 and your diastolic is going to be creeping up by 15 so it's really a rise this steady rise of those numbers along with other signs. So you've got swelling in your face, in your hands. You've got high levels of albumin in your urine. And you've got blurred vision and headaches and all these other signs of things that are going on. So we will be drawing labs and checking your urine. And preeclampsia is more of a scary diagnosis during pregnancy. Now, like I said, if you're diagnosed early, the treatment is going to be keeping you pregnant, but keeping those symptoms from getting more increased or scarier. So you might be at home and be on bed rest, and we're going to increase fluids, decrease sodium, anything that would raise your blood pressure. So that's if it's early and mild. You're going to be seeing your provider a lot and a lot of testing. Now, if it starts to get worse, you may be admitted to the hospital. You might go into the antepartum unit. The antepartum is a labor and delivery unit, but that's for mamas that are pregnant that we want to keep pregnant. And if for some reason it gets more serious, we might put you on a medication called magnesium, which is to decrease the chances of having seizures. Because if you go from preeclampsia to eclampsia, there's a high chance of having a seizure. And that's very serious. So the more serious your eclampsia comes becomes, then the goal goes from keeping it mild and keeping mom pregnant to delivering this baby. Because medically, there's a point where we say, okay, what is more important? The safe, is baby safer outside of mom or inside of mom? Is mom safer pregnant or not pregnant? And in the, the case of serious preeclampsia, it becomes to a point where baby is much safer and mom is much safer 
if mom is no longer pregnant. So if you develop serious preeclampsia, and again, serious preeclampsia signs are blurred vision, dizziness, seeing floaters or spots. You have a pain in your upper right side that is sharp pain that won't go away, a headache that won't go away with treatment, a dizziness. I think I said blurred vision, but if not blurred vision, sudden swelling of your face and your hands. So treatment of that is delivering the baby. So what that would look like is getting you in the hospital and hopefully doing an induction. You would definitely be on magnesium. For those of you who have been on magnesium, if you know, it's not a fun medication to be on. It makes you feel very hot and sweaty. Always ask for a fan, especially if you're on magnesium. Always use a wet towel wet towel and an ice tray to put on you if you're on magnesium. So you're going to have constant fetal monitoring, constant vital signs. You're going to have a Foley catheter. You're going to have a one-on-one nursing care. We're going to have dim lights. We're going to decrease the stress in your environment. Our whole goal is to keep it a stress-free environment because remember what I said, going from preeclampsia to eclampsia, we want to keep you from having a seizure. That's our goal, and we want to deliver the baby. So as far as preeclampsia, The signs and symptoms of serious signs usually go away pretty soon after delivery of baby, but most likely within a few weeks after baby, four to six weeks after baby. All right, Mama, I hope you enjoyed this little shorty episode about receiving an unexpected diagnosis. The key point that I want you guys to remember is that your birth can still be incredible You've got this. As always, I'll see you again next Friday. Bye for now.